Welcome to Almost Here, Around the Corner of Future Technology podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used. We're just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with the Future Tech and Future Tech Health podcast. I have uh, Callan Ballister. He's the founder of uh, a couple of initiatives. One is adventuresinbraininjury.com. Another one's called feedabrain, F-E-E-D-A-B-R-A-I-N.com. And uh, Calvin, you know, according to the bio I have, is a, a, severe, a severe traumatic brain injury survivor. And he was given a less than a 10% chance to recover beyond a persistent vegetative state. But he's recovering. He's here. Um, he's the creator of, again, adventuresinbraininjury.com and feedabrain.com. He's also the host of Adventures in Brain Injury podcast. He's the author of How to Feed a Brain, Nutrition for Optimal Brain Function and Repair. And we're going to talk about uh, his initiatives, especially feed a brain. So, uh, Kevin, thank you for coming. Awesome. What's up, man? Yeah, I was I was going to correct you. My name's Kevin. Yeah, I want to try saying my name again. Let's let's get it right. Oh, did I say Calvin instead of Kevin? You said like, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, okay. um, well, I, I think I need your help because my brain is uh, not good at enunciation <laughs> and pronunciation. So sorry about that, well, but Kevin, thank you. You know, I went to lots of uh, speech language pathologists to to get my enunciation back together because mm. I was, uh, yeah, I, I slurred my speech and used to always get mistaken for being intoxicated. Really? That was fun. Yeah. Well, if you, if, if you don't mind, what happened? Um, I hope <laughs> it's okay to recount the experience, but what happened to cause you to have traumatic brain injury? Yeah. Um, so in 2011, I sustained a severe traumatic brain injury after a fall from a rooftop water tower. Um, while I was in a coma, I was diagnosed with a diffuse axonal injury. And if you go on Google and type that in, you're going to get source after source after source, and they all basically say the same thing. 90% never wake up. And of the 10% that do, most remain in a persistent vegetative state. So... uh so I'm very fortunate to have woken from a coma. I didn't eat, walk, or talk for months. My left hand was entirely flexed inward. I was breathing through a tube. I was eating through a tube. And um, a whole, whole, whole lot went into my recovery. Yeah, it sounds like it. Um, what were you experiencing during the first, you know, when you first woke up from the coma in the first few months, like, were you able to think? Were you, did you realize what was going on? Or what did you feel like mentally? Um, that, thank you for asking that. Yeah, it was actually, I, you know, I woke up in a white-walled room with a bunch of doctors that I didn't recognize, guys in lab coats, um, poking and prodding me, had tubes protruding from every orifice, and they were telling me a story that I didn't remember. And I honestly, like, I, I thought my my mind went to the conclusion that I had been abducted by some sick and twisted experimenters that were that right. like were testing some some nasty hallucinogens on me and seeing huh. seeing what happened. Like this is where my mind went, right? And, uh, yeah. 
and so it was it was i was i was in extreme uh brain fog i didn't know like i had no memories from i had no memory of the past i didn't really and couldn't really even contemplate the future because then know at all about the past or who right. I was. It was it was crazy. Um right. and it was a long time. I I love that I had the support of my friends and family that were there because like there's there's different kinds of memory. And so there's episodic memory, which is memory of facts and vocabulary. And uh there's or sorry, no, episodic is of episodes of, of events that happened. Semantic is facts and vocabularies. And then there's uh, an emotional memory where we, you know, we see somebody and we feel warmth from them or we recognize them, you know, and feel okay. like, yeah, I know that person. I'm like that person. It's like, oh, they they just told me that they're my mother. Well, you look like you're probably my mother and I feel some warmth from you. So that's that's the what was left of my spotted memory that I had to rely on. So I developed that that kind of strategy um subconsciously. But uh I want to I want to fast forward a bit cuz we only got a half hour, right? I could tell this story for for days. We could talk about it. But um well, we can gonna, we can go a bit longer, but it if you don't mind, um, yeah, can I ask absolutely. you? Yeah, can I ask you just a couple more questions about it because it's rare that you get sure. to talk to someone that's that this has happened. Um, if you go backwards a little bit, if you can, do you remember being in a coma? Like, how long were you in a coma, and do you have any memories of that or sensations, or or was it just like the next thing you knew, you were awake and you have no memory of the coma? Yeah, it was. It was more like the latter. I I woke. It was just darkness. I woke up. I the last thing. Um, I remember I, I actually had to search for my memories. Um, but yeah, I just woke up and it was, it was complete blackness. Some people experience okay. like going through a tunnel and stuff that that's not an experience I had. Okay. Yeah. And then, um, so you describe what you felt like when you first woke up, but what, what happened over the ensuing months as you, um, you know, you started therapy and all that, what, what was your mindset and, how did you make the decision? All right, I've got to, I got to do something about this and help myself. Like, what was your thought process? Well, so here's, the, so, so you know, all sorts of, uh, of therapy going into regaining normal abilities. And before my, my injury, I was a musician. I'm still a musician, but I played the guitar and I sang, and now my left hand was completely flexed inward, and I was breathing through a tube and was unable to talk, let alone sing. And so I'm looking at this scenario that I'm in. And I'm like, man, this sucks. My life's over, you know? And then I realize that I'm on this ride either way. I could go on it kicking and screaming the whole way, or I could recognize that this was an adventure. I could take that perspective. And eventually it wasn't far-fetched because adventure sucks sometimes, you know? And taking that perspective shifted everything and it was with that that's where the name adventures and brain injury was born that that whole idea of like and the thing is we all have situations in our life that are uh that suck (laughs) 
you know? Yeah. It's like, yeah, we definitely. can look at them like, oh, this is the worst. Or we can switch our perspective and give our attention to a perspective that feels better. And I was in a place where it was like, I needed to change that perception if I was going to get, if I was going to reclaim anything. So switching over to, um, to that perspective and then moving forward, doing everything I could to, to make this adventure what, you know, a good story, basically. Make it a, 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 vic- a victory, right? And so That's great. Um, I'm, I'm going, through, uh, going through all sorts of therapies. I, I, was, um, I did a, a lot of therapy on my wrist. And as soon as I could wrap my hand around a guitar, that's what I did. I had a throat surgery sure. done, and I could talk again. And as soon as I could speak, I tried to sing. And music—I I mean, music saved my life. You know, it, it, I mean, the doctors and the team, the medical team, and conventional medicine, emergency medicine saved my life for sure. But uh, music is what gave me the drive, what gave me the motivation to push forward and to reclaim um my my soul my my um my passion right and so it's great so with that came all sorts of other aspects of recovery and i know we're going to talk about nutrition so uh so at one point throughout my recovery i was steered towards a nutritional protocol and i began to regain clarity and I was like, whoa, okay, there's something to nutrition. What's going on? Um, see, what happened is I had a blood test done by my functional neurologist, and okay. it showed that I had low protein levels, like certain amino acids were low. And I said to him, I was like, doc, that doesn't make any sense. I have meat with every meal. I have protein shake every morning. What, what are you saying? Eat more meat? And he's like, no, 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 no. Your body's not absorbing the nutrients that you're eating. And I was like, okay. And so he put me on this nutritional protocol and I began to regain clarity. And that's when I dove in and I realized that what he was doing was uh, a protocol to heal my digestion. And as my digestion healed, I was able to get nutrients to my brain. So, so now, now that we're getting nutrients to the brain, because leaky gut or intestinal permeability is extremely common with brain injuries. But now that I was getting, uh, yeah, yeah. So like when, when the brain takes a blow, communication to the digestion is reduced. And when communication uh, to our digestion is reduced, the intestinal wall becomes more permeable. And when the intestinal wall is more permeable, whole food particles are able to enter the bloodstream undigested. And when that happens, an immune response uh, occurs, which releases inflammatory cytokines, among other um, immune response. And those inflammatory cytokines, which are basically chemical messengers that tell the body to inflame that area, are small enough to cross even a healthy blood-brain barrier. Do you so, think that uh, that happens because the brain says, I'm not getting enough nutrients, so I'm going to open up the permeability in the hopes of getting more nutrients to me? You, no, you, is absolutely that why not. 
No, oh. because because when we open up the permeability, it, it actually um, it actually causes an immune response, which means you don't get the nutrients because because your blood is going to react to a whole food particle um, the same way it would react to a splinter or something else formed in your bloodstream. But when it's broken down into individual nutrients, then your blood knows what to do with those. It can package them up and send them around the body. Right. So um, it's I, I think it's more like in coordination with the um, with the with the gut lumen. Um, so they're called tight junctions, which mm-hmm. come together and in your in your intestines and. Um, I'm getting a little, uh, um, I don't know, jargony, techy, but I, I figure you have a pretty smart audience. Is that about right? Yeah. Yeah. If we All go right. back and forth between technical back to the uh, the general concepts, I think that cool. that works well. That's what we tend to do. Yeah. Sounds good to me, man. So yeah. So uh, when the intestinal permeability becomes well, the intestinal perme the the intestinal lining becomes more permeable because the communication isn't happening. And so um, bottom line is what we need to do is focus on the gut. So when I did and I focused on the gut, all of a sudden um, I was I was receiving nutrients to my brain and I was gaining clarity and I was like, all right, nutrition. Now I'm getting the nutrition to my brain. What is the best possible nutrition I can give my brain? And what can I do uh, beyond nutrition to optimize my brain function, which would optimize my recovery? When the cells of the brain are functioning optimally, they are repairing themselves optimally. So that's where I did a bunch more research. I started to, you know, I'm relearning how to walk at this point, but we have the internet. And so I was able to watch videos, listen to podcasts, read articles. I learned how to read peer-reviewed research. And I learned about where I could take online courses from top universities. So I started taking courses from, uh, from University of Chicago, Duke, uh, Cal Polytech, Cal Institute of Technology, um, taking courses to understand how the brain works, how the brain learns, because that's what I need to do is rebuild connections in my brain and how the brain is fueled. So that's that's what I mean by neurometabolism, how the neurons are fueled and more and more research going down the line, reaching out to practitioners and um, and eventually came together with a eating protocol that I began to practice. Good. And yeah, if, if you don't mind my asking, so what was some of the first protocols that the doctor prescribed to you, and then how did you improve upon them and change them after that with your own research? Sure. So the first protocol was uh, it was actually a pretty standard leaky gut protocol, um, and it was actually done through it was it was done with Apex Energetic, sorry Apex Energetics products. So. Um, Apex is a supplement company. Um, they're, 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 they make some really amazing supplements and they have uh, excellent protocols to uh, bring the, the body back into function. 
the brain and the body back in function. And so I uh, began doing a leaky gut protocol using Apex products. Um, and that, that included like uh, L-glutamine, marshmallow root extract, um, uh, colostrum, um, licorice root extract. Okay. Yeah. So anyways, these compounds that are shown to heal the intestinal permeability. Um, and as that was going, I also was introduced to bone broth. And broth has so many benefits. And I, I recognize that eating nutrients in an isolated pill or powder form isn't the way humans evolved, right? We evolved right. eating food. So where could I get these nutrients in the food supply? And with uh, bone broth, it has so many of the import of important um, uh, healing compounds that really help to heal our digestion. And so I began to incorporate bone broth. And I remember I used to wake up every morning in immense pain, like. Uh, it was it was a pain unlike anything I'd ever felt before. My my left side was numb because of the brain injury, um, yet it ached. It it felt it felt like um, stiff, extremely stiff. I felt like I was a hundred years old. In fact, I I joked and called my brain injury instant old man. And so when I when I first made the first batch of bone broth, I I, I took the first sip and I was like, ah, like every cell in my body was thanking me. And, and and so I had a couple more cups that night, had soup for dinner. Um, and then the next day, for the first time in months, I woke up feeling not feeling like an old man it was it was it was amazing so bone broth is a is a huge part of what i did and um and i found a fabulous company recently um who actually has a similar story to mine in the sense that the uh it's first of all it's a very it's a mom and daughter company um okay. Because the the daughter had digestive issues, and they learned a bone broth because she studied like her life depended on it, much like me, because because did, and um, and then uh, I and then her they they found the power of bone broth. Yet she was living in New York City at the time, and. Um, her and her mom were on the phone and like, ah, it looks like bone broth really could help. And yeah, but mom, I live in New York. I don't have time. I don't have space. And I think it would be very frowned upon if I left a burner on for 48 hours. <laughs> so mm, uh, so her mom was like, you know what? I'll make it and send it to you. She's like, and so she, they, she started sending bone broth from... Uh, from you know uh, the Midwest to New York, and and the daughter Leia started getting better, and um, it was amazing, like really, like much much better. And so then at one point they they saw each other, and then she like busted her ankle, and 
the the doctors did a follow-up x-ray um after like casting her and they were like your bones healing better than anything we've seen that's amazing and uh and uh, her and her mom like looked at each other and were like this stuff's really powerful i go and she's like yeah but uh like people need to know about this and I was like, yeah, and people like me don't have the ability to cook it. And they most certainly don't have a mother who's willing to cook it for them and ship it to them. And uh, and her mom, Dorothy, said, I could be that mother. Hmm. And that's how Bone Broth, or sorry, Broth Masters was born. And um, and I, I, I love these guys. So... Um, so, which is why I'm promoting them. They're phenomenal. Um, and yeah, if you want to go there, it's $15 off if you use the code FEDABRAIN and okay. brothmasters.com. Yeah, so that was a huge aspect of the digestive thing. But then what are the nutrients for the brain? Mm. And so that's where I dove in way more and started uh, contacting practitioners as well. And learning everything I could for that. So, do you want to know some of the some of the stuff included in there? Yeah, I do. I just have a quick question. Um, you know, bone broth now you can get it, uh, you know, frozen and Whole Foods. I mean, you can make right. it yourself, etc. But I would bet, you know, certain kinds are better than others. What have you found are some of the factors or tweaks you can make to it that will make it better than not or more effective? It, really awesome. You asked that because, yeah, the box or the the bone broth in a box or a can that stuff doesn't it's been irradiated or pasteurized and it doesn't have the nutrients that uh that homemade bone broth does so what um what what, i mean as far as frozen bone broth goes that's just far better and i think for the most part, that's the main shtick is like go for some frozen bone broth or make it yourself and make it really rich. Make it with a lot of bones. Um, although, you know, when I first started doing bone broth, I started very mild because I wasn't I wasn't um, I, I wasn't I wasn't ready for it as far as like and I started putting it in like smoothies and things like that, doing weird stuff with it because it's medicine, you know, like, and I figured as, as much as I can get, um, the better. So, um, yeah. I started, I started incorporating it in just about everything. But, um, for, for products, um, I, I, I also really like Broth Masters because they have this, this process, um, proprietary process or whatever that includes way more calcium than any other of the broths and it's in um and it's really like and it's bioavailable calcium because like the calcium we get from milk isn't even bioavailable you know calcium rich it's like the majority of it we don't even get okay so um with bone broth just one or two quick uh, questions. I know this is not about bone broth only, but uh, <laughs> chicken, chicken or beef mixture is better. Um, can you put organs in there? I mean, is it just the bones? Ooh, Any other yeah. tweaks or hints to make it really good? Good call with the organs. That would be great. Um, and so I'm, I'm actually, um, if, if we're going to puree things like organs, 
I think that's a great call. And actually, there's a section of my book. Um, I haven't even introduced that I have a book. Uh, so, yeah, I ended up writing a book called How to Feed a Brain, Nutrition for Optimal Brain Function and Repair, as you said. Um, and, and in that book, um, there actually is a section on gastric feeding uh, because which which is essentially done by taking bone broth and adding in produce, meat, and fat. And I outlined what that produce, meat, and fat would look like as well. And um, yeah, really, really powerful to have basically all the nutrients that your brain and body needs right there in a liquid form. Um, so if we want to fortify our bone broth, that's the way to do it. Uh, mm. Go to the gastric feed section in in my book and check that out. Okay. All right. So bone broth, huge critical component. Um, what else did you discover that was important in addition to bone broth? So bone broth, um, and then as far as your your uh, produce goes, you want to get uh, three different kinds of produce or phytonutrients, right? We want to get Phytonutrients found in greens, like dark leafy greens, which are pretty self-explanatory. Um, we want to get sulfur-rich vegetables, which um, come from onions and garlic and uh, mushrooms and um, brassica, like cabbage and cauliflower and broccoli, things of that sort. And then finally, deeply pigmented fruits and vegetables further antioxidant content and, and other aspects. And what I mean by deeply pigmented is colored all the way through. So like an apple doesn't count because it's pigmented on the outside, but it's like white on the inside, right? Um, same with pears. And, uh, and, I, and bananas as well. They're, they're far too sugary and far too few nutrients. Everybody says, like, what about potassium? There is, like, uh, at least twice as much potassium in an avocado than there is in a banana. And I'm pretty I'm pretty sure it's way more than that. But, yeah, I uh, think... Right, so uh, a beet might be a good example, maybe, of a exactly. highly pigmented uh, vegetable. Okay. Yeah. Beet, berries, um, squash, um the, the, so squash is going to be kind of on the higher carb side, um, mm -hmm. but I take the carrots, um, peppers, and we take the um, the fruits and vegetables and we lump them together for this because honestly, it's not whether it's a fruit or a vegetable that matters. It's the nutrient content of that fruit or vegetable. Um, and most people, most of I mean, we call fruits vegetables all the time. Like, um, I'm, you're probably aware that olives and avocados are both fruits, right? But then oh, also, no, I didn't know that. I yeah, know tomatoes, olives, but the yeah, right, that. yeah, tomatoes, olives, avocados. Check this out: uh, cucumbers, um, squash, like like um, summer squash, zucchinis. Mm -hmm. Um, peppers, green, red, whatever color pepper, jalapeno peppers too. They're all fruits. 
So it doesn't even matter if it's fruit or vegetable. We call them we we call them different things anyways. Um, it's right. more the color of that fruit and vegetable and how it's pigmented throughout. So we want to get fruits and vegetables that are pigmented throughout. The thing about fruits, we usually talk about fruits that have kind of a sweeter taste to it, right? And of course, a sweet taste usually signifies higher carbohydrates um, because of the sugar in there. And so so what I've done is I actually, in, in the book, I've I've created a, um, a, a nutritional guide that you can print out. Um, and on that guide, it has all of these, these different um, colored fruits and vegetables separated by color and then also broken down into low carb, moderate carb or high carb. And I even put the total carbs the fiber, and then what that would, what the net carbohydrates would be there, which is really helpful if you're looking to encourage a ketogenic metabolism. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, and and a ketogenic metabolism um, is great for the brain. Your audience know much about ketogenic metabolism? Yeah, I mean, I've done a whole series of podcasts on it, so yeah, we've we've covered that nice. quite a bit. Yeah. Well, all right, let me say something, though, about, about you know, people know about, quote, unquote, the ketogenic diet or the keto diet, right? And uh, I did a presentation last week and was like, so what, what are ketones? Ketones are a substrate or a fuel source for energy metabolism, for our body to create ATP. Um, Glucose is also a substrate. It is also a uh, fuel source to create ATP. So talking about the keto diet is like talking about the glucose diet. And there are many, there, like, there are many glucose diets, right? Like the standard American diet, that's totally a glucose diet. Um, there are many different ketogenic diets. Um, we're utilizing ketogenic metabolism instead of glucose metabolism. So with feed a brain, um, I don't, I don't really tell you what your macronutrient should be. I encourage a higher fat. And the reason I do so is because, um, people, people's macronutrient needs change, um, at, at different times, you know, and like, if we're trying to lose weight, totally, we want to, we want to reduce carbs, increase fats, like good things will happen with that unless our liver isn't ready for that or our adrenals are shot or our, or we have we have thyroid issues. Like there's a lot of things that play into that. So just kind of ramping up and, and moving towards ketogenic metabolism within the feed brain framework so that we're supplying all the nutrients that the brain and body needs because, you know, essentially for the brain to be healthy, everything needs to be healthy. We need to take care of our entire vessel for the brain to really be firing right. So this is where, um, this is where supplying the right nutrients and then doing so in a way that our metabolism is ready to handle, you know? So right. it can be carb heavy. Feeder brain can totally be a carb heavy thing if you want to, but it's got to be 
high quality solid carbs that are jam packed with brain supporting nutrients. And then it can also be a ketogenic style um, where when you do eat produce or when you do eat carbs, you eat carbs that are jam packed with all the good stuff. But then you switch over and you you allow um, you allow to to eat less of the 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 fruits and vegetables, the phytonutrients, because you've already built up the stores in your body, you know. So when we eat this way for a bit and we build up those stores, then we can totally um, do a ketogenic metabolism, slow our metabolism down, and fuel ourselves with the nutrients that we already have built up. Hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, I believe so, yeah. Um, I know your focus, well, it seems like your focus has been, you know, feed a brain because the brain is the main thing that you've been healing in yourself. Um, but then again, it's really heal your gut, feed your brain. Um, right. What have you found is, I mean, in order to heal your brain and to, for anyone to, you know, reduce brain fog and just be clear and, be able to think and all that it has to it sounds like it has to start obviously with diet but it has to start with the gut and restoring that first mm-hmm. or there are more direct ways to like you feel uh, to affect the brain positively where they just come together that's just how it works and they they you know we have uh we have 86 billion neurons in our brain we have um we have a hundred million in our in our spine and we have a hundred million in our digestive system so the brain and the spine are considered the central nervous system and the gut or or our digestive system is often referred to as the second brain Hmm. and um in fact you know you we've all heard of gaba serotonin and melatonin they're they're all neurotransmitters right check this out they're all found in the gut as well as the brain and not only that, 90% of your body's total serotonin, serotonin, which everybody thinks of as mood and like, we have drugs for serotonin reuptake inhibitors. That's and right, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, 90% of the serotonin is in your digestive system. So our digestion is super important to our brain health in so many ways. So, um, so yeah, while, while healing our gut is exactly what we, what we want to do while we're healing our gut, which I, I, uh, coach my clients to use bone broth to do because I am such a, I'm, I'm much, I'm a big advocate of food. As I said, food Mm. before isolated nutrients in pill form. Um, and so, so going with, with, with bone broth and introducing that along with the uh, the foods that feed the brain outlines that will help heal the heal heal the digestion and give your brain the nutrients. Um, additionally, there is a way to feed a brain and uh, and do a elimination diet, an elimination protocol which will heal your digestion and. Um, I haven't written that book or anything yet, but thinking about actually rolling something out where we feed a brain and heal our digestion at the same time. Um, 
but we can do that anyways. You know, most of us aren't, if we're not suffering from serious digestive issues, um, you know, you might as well heal your gut while you're feeding your brain anyways by introducing um, bone broth. And uh, in addition to bone broth being useful in in, uh, in healing digestion, it also is healing or it, it provides nutrients for the structure of neurons. So it's it's just an excellent addition, you know. Well, the uh, the people that come to you or talk to you and ask for help, I mean, they can read your book, they can go to your websites and everything. Is there a percentage of them that are real difficult cases that you haven't been able to help? Are there ones that you're still trying to figure out what to do for? Or do you feel like with the protocols you've figured out that pretty much everyone's covered? Well, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I mean, the population I deal with, I work with for the most part are... Uh, are loved ones um, of somebody who has had a severe traumatic brain injury. <clears throat> and so, and when we damage the brain, um, it's neurons grow at around the rate of, of your hair. So re, rebuilding things is, is not necessarily a quick process, right? And and intense damage can really, really, I mean, you know, with all the nutrition and whatnot, it's definitely going to encourage uh, the healing, but we're, we've done so much damage, you know? So absolutely, there are, there are definitely cases where, like, this isn't a panacea to heal everybody like you can you can go and get shot in the head and you'll be fine. Don't worry about it as long as you live. Like it doesn't work that way. But the people I work with, and I I, I guess uh, I really want to drive home that I work with some of the some some really 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 tough cases. That's actually what I get um, for the most part. That's what I love to. That's who I love to work with. And um, okay. What I can say um, is that with with um, with working with clients who have a loved one in a hospital setting, um, I have watched clients go from being in a coma to um, and then coaching my clients on how to talk to the medical team in order to implement high dose omega three in the gastric feed. Um, high-dose acetylcysteine and um, other supplementation that we can do to help the brain to heal because the science doesn't reach clinical practice for quite some time. So, um, so if we know how to talk to the medical team in a way to get them to implement what we want, we can get these, these practices had. So, so I've I've coached people to do that and watched um, watched people's loved ones wake up from a coma, and then watch them relearn how to sit up, regain the strength to sit, which I can totally relate with. I had no strength to even even sit. I didn't know it takes strength to sit at the time, but it does. Um, not much, but you know. Didn't even have that, and so I've and then and then watched uh, watched patients, clients, loved ones take their first steps. 
you know, and then finally watch them say hello to me and thank me. Um, it's, it's phenomenal. That's really cool. Uh, doing this work is just like, it's amazing. I mean, have you, uh, like have I you have actually have had, um, no, that's, Go that's really great. A, a, a quick question. Have you actually gotten, um, uh, people that have a feeding tube, have you been able literally give them bone broth while they're still in a coma or in a state where they couldn't communicate and has it helped them? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, it's really cool. Yes. It is. It's, it's it's really great feeling to see how this stuff just, you know, works. <laughs> it works. It's it's the science is there. Um, it's shown to be effective. It's the risks are not there really. You know, um, what and that's how I steered my recovery. I was like, all right. Risks and unknowns versus possible benefits. All right. What's the risk and unknown of eating real food? Well, we know that it's safe because we've been doing it forever. And, right. yeah. Um, yep. yeah, no risks, no unknowns. Um, what are the risks and unknowns of, of, of eating high fructose corn syrup long term? which, by the way, is the main ingredient in many gastric feeds, which is just outlandish. Can you believe that? I was going to say hospital food is, it's, it's sad. It's actually hospitals are actually almost proud that their food is just crap. It's, it just makes no sense, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's funny that the place, well, it's not funny, but the place that's, that's trying to get you well is feeding you crap. You know, and we're—I mean, it seems so ridiculous that like anybody would say nutrition doesn't matter, um, knowing what we know. And it's like now, like I mean, there's still is, there's still studies coming out saying that oh, you know, oh, uh, organic foods don't make any difference and any better. Right, I mean, right. It's just crazy. So, yeah. I mean, if you go to the store and look at most of the products there, there's you know, flaming hot Cheetos, is, uh, oh, even yeah. the box stuff. It's amazing. I don't know. If you, once you learn and you look at that stuff, you think, oh, my God, this is just chemical garbage. How could I even eat this? <laughs> totally. Yeah. Well, the thing is, though, it's convenience, you know, and that's what so much of, uh, of America values is convenience, right? Fast food, like um, have it in a box, like Hot Pockets, whatever, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. And and that convenience really, really, I mean, it makes sense. We we are busy people. I'm I'm extremely busy, which is why like um, I'm I'm I've streamlined what my practices are um, in order to uh, to and and I'm rolling out a program soon to really show how I implement what I preach. You know. Because I, my, my brain is very sensitive. Like if I don't feed my brain um, in the way I'm talking about, um, I crash. I don't last very long, you know. And so I, uh, I practice what I preach, and okay. um, and yet I'm very busy and I have a lot of stuff going on. And so I streamline it and like have methods and ways of of having food ready and convenient. Convenience is huge. On hand, ready to go when I'm hungry, like boom, throwing some things together 
and it's good to go, you know? And um, I'm going to be rolling out a program to, uh, to uh, show these practices and to help people to implement what we're talking about soon. Yeah, let's, let's now, um, you know, we're coming to the end. Let's summarize. you got a lot of resources, it sounds like. So if you can, let's give people a quick summary and um, when it's applicable, when it's not. So what, what do you have? You mentioned a book, a course, uh, websites. Nice. What else, you know, let's go through them. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. I have a podcast, the Avengers and Brain Injury Podcast, which is not just for people with brain injury at all. It's for people with a brain who... Like I came into this through brain injury, but um, but it's gone so far beyond brain injury, and this is about nutrition for optimal brain function, and more than nutrition, uh, different aspects for, to to optimize brain function and to upgrade your life, you know. So um, so that's the, I have the podcast. We also did a interview series. Uh, feed a brain interview series with some of the top brain and nutrition experts of our time. Uh, Dr. David Perlmutter, Dr. Dati oh, Squazin, cool. Dr. Terry Walls, Norgi Gaudis, Jessica Flanagan, um, Keith Norris. Yeah, we, we had, um, we had a good lineup. It was, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. So yeah, that's available on my website. Um, there's also many articles about uh, brain supplementation um, because, you know, while, while I do think food for food first and I'm all about food, there's definitely a place for, for supplements, um, mm. especially when it comes to, um, to minerals and amino acids and uh, nutrients that we don't get in our diet. You know, I, I like how you brought up organ meat because, who like there's maybe your audience, but most people don't eat organ meats very often. Right. You know? Yeah, it's yeah, true. So, so there's a company called uh, Ancestral Supplements that that oh. um, makes organ meat capsules, and you know there are there are like oh. liver capsules out there, but the thing is, humans didn't evolve just eating the liver, right? We ate everything. Right. We ate all the organs including the brain actually and they they actually have desiccated brain capsules they're fantastic and uh so yeah and if you use coupon code feeder brain you get a discount with them too um i i just love what they've what they're doing with uh oh i, with, I just looked it up on uh on amazon yeah i see i, I take their pancreas one but i haven't nice. tried the others so i'll have to try them okay nice cool man yeah, very cool stuff. It's good stuff. Yeah, so supplementation is very important um, as well. We, you know, soil depletion, things of that sort. And um, so you you can actually go on my website, and there's you can get a handout of supplements. Like there, there's a lot of resources out there. Um, yes, you write the book. I wrote the book. Um, <laughs> trying to remember all this stuff um well what's a good starting point that's probably the best way is to give one or two resources and then you know as people get into it and get more curious they'll they'll yeah. branch out from there so let's do that so what is yeah you know there's only one way one place to go or two places to go where do they go to find cool. out more from you 
Yeah, head over to feedyourbrain.com. Okay. And um, the first thing that I think your audience will dig, it might, it might be stuff your audience already knows, but that's the uh, guide to fats and oils. Um, but what's cool about this guide, so w- w- I, I, I talk about um, the brain support of fats and oils and then the, the fats and oils to avoid. And then what, what I really like about this handout is that I also put smoke temperatures for each of the oils because if we heat them above their smoke temperature, then the oil can oxidize and oxidized oils they're no longer healthy so we want to keep them below their smoke temp so um so i actually have this uh this nutritional guide on my fridge um because it's so useful like i i take a look and i'm like oh okay that goes that that i want to keep that under you know 350 cool um so yeah it's good to know um yeah head over and grab that and then also on that same page there's also a supplement guide that you can grab um yeah check that out and i like my supplements to be as close to food as possible um so you know things like desiccated organ meats or or specific fish oils that i find to be um really powerful especially those high in dha okay well, very good. Yeah. Well, well, Kevin, not Calvin, Kevin. Thank you for coming <laughs> on the podcast, and uh, <laughs> and I appreciate your time and your wisdom and everything. My pleasure. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Almost Here Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post to review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.